We got to tell everybody what track that was. I believe that is uh, my son's favorite song, Sunflower by Post Malone. Which is actually a good track, man. Don't understand why he puts all the tats on his face, but yeah. I'll ask the kids that. I don't get it. It's to not my generation. To each their own. <laughs> to each their own. I totally get it. I totally get it. So I got something a little interesting going on today. I, I'm, I'm seated across the boardroom at Venture X uh, with Joe and Trevor. Thank you and very much for having us. Yeah, hey, thank, thank you. you guys so much for being on the show. Uh, you guys are going to let everybody know what this is all about, why we're here. We're going to talk a lot about, what do you guys call this space? We refer to it typically as a flexible workspace. Flexible workspace. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So I like that. And you guys gave me the tour, so there's a lot to chat about here. So right off the bat, it's www.venturexcanada.ca. And then on social media, it's at VentureX Oakville, because we're at the Oakville location. That's correct. Phone number is 289-644-2393. And then to reach out for an email, it's Oakville at VentureXCanada.com. That's right. I got it all right. You got it. Bang right. on. That's perfect. So before we get into all of that, I actually want to, I do this little history and construction kind of thing, right? So I wanted to ask you guys, I don't know if you'll know, but I don't even know if the listeners know, because funny enough is I didn't even know these, but I've got five or I got six little terms here, construction terms. Any idea where the term journeyman came from? Good question. Hmm. It's a tough one. Oh, it's, dude, I didn't know. Trust me, man. <laughs> I, I got to Google this and find this stuff. So it's an old French term. It indicates the right of a person to be paid a wage, paid a wage for day's work. It came from European craft workers, and they would travel village to village, known as a journey. It was going from village to visit, and you were okay. basically a journeyman. I was going to say, in the industry, you got to be hopping between location to yeah, location. So that's yeah, what, that's where sense. it came from. So the other term is a penny. We all know from a penny from the size of nails. Depending on the size of the nails, he'll tell you exactly how 16 penny, 15th century cost about 16 pence. And that's where the 16th penny came from. Cool. So a lot of framers know what that is all about. Each, inches and feet. What do we all get this inches and feet from? It's, it's a length of measure. At one point, we actually use the width of your thumb to, okay. to kind of get the eighths and the 16ths and all this other stuff. So that was interesting. Plum. Everyone knows about plum, vertical mm -hmm. yep. level. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, Latin word from plumbum, plumbum, meaning the element. So meaning the element lead, chemical symbol PB. That's where it came from. I have no idea about that, man. <laughs> so and then checking for plum also comes from the Romans, who used to tie a piece of lead weight to a string, and that's how a plum string. So it's old school. So that's that's a little history and construction. That's all I wanted to share like that. Cool. But I want to get deep into venture and let's talk about this space, man. So right off the bat, this particular location, how many square feet? We are 18,746 square feet. That's, to get exact. That's a good size house, man. Yeah. That's actually a good size space. It's a decent space. We're, uh, we're quite large. And we've got how many units in here? We're made up of 63 private offices, three boardrooms, a cafe, a lounge, and a flexible workspace. And online, we can actually see the images of this particular space. Absolutely. But right now, there's five locations in Canada? There no. is, yeah. And then they're mostly in the GTA area? Yeah, so we've got ourselves in Oakville, we've got uh, three in Mississauga, and uh, one in Richmond Hill. You'll see some up-and-coming spaces in the Etobicoke, Kipling Station area, uh, Ottawa, and potentially out west uh, mid-year this year. And, and we're an expanding brand globally as well. So, so you guys just opened up this location? We did, yeah. Like brand spanking new? Just opened up in the third week of December. Uh, really? That's yeah. So good time to open up. It's perfect. <laughs> I couldn't have picked a better time to be opening but up. I want to, I want to talk about, listen, I, I've been in this boat. I know lots of other contractors have been in this boat. We all want to expand. We all get tired of being at the home office, kids yelling, people yelling, no space, no space to think. You actually want an office space, but then we started thinking about our own overhead and what it would cost to actually run our own space. Let's get to like the nitty gritty of all this. If, if a contractor wants to get an office space with maybe some shop space, so then they can operate their business from there, what's the average amount of square footage that a person would be looking at for a space at that, that size? Uh, I have to imagine, I mean, in your industry, most people are gonna be looking for, uh, again, a little bit of a larger space in, in accordance to the necessity of, of 
some tools and, and, and shop space like that for the administrative side of things is where we can really lend ourselves to, to the business model. I mean, uh, whether it be in architecture, design, construction, I mean, we really do offer a, a wide array of different private offices that can allow for a more functional, flexible, and cost-effective solution for anyone looking to run a business. What does the average person is looking when they first get their office space? What are they looking at? A thousand square feet or something? Yeah, I think it's industry dependent. I mean, uh, there's a lot of companies based on the amount of employees that they have that are going to be looking upwards of about a thousand square feet. But for a lot of independent marketers or independent designers or independent architects that really just use a functional desk and a chair, I mean, you can get down to offices within our spaces as low as about 80 square feet. So. 80 square feet gets you what one table one desk kind of thing precisely so that's what i guess that's what i was trying to get at is that you, you most guys will try to get an office space at a thousand square feet but they're not really using a thousand square feet they don't necessarily need to get that thousand square feet and i guess with the whole what's going on in the world these days i think a lot of people are discovering that we don't need this space yeah we shouldn't carry this space so we should be looking at spaces like you guys that offer 80 square feet all the way up to what is it that you guys offer for office spaces the biggest or, office would be just shy of about 400 square feet that's a big office yeah it's uh it can fit eight to ten people yeah and i think one of the biggest things that people don't realize is i mean uh, traditional real estate we're looking at dollars per square foot so when you're buying and, and leasing these thousand twelve hundred fifteen hundred square foot offices some of which include washrooms and common area space and all that I mean, that's all a fixed cost to the to the end person that's leasing the space. And with us, we just offer a much more flexible, all-inclusive arrangement where you're paying a membership rate for an office that is an adequate size for your business, but you're able to leverage all the other benefits that come along with our space. So whether it be boardrooms, whether it be a cafe, whether it be, uh, again, the ability to bring clients in and then have a much better, bigger, broader client experience, and again, encapsulate that into one efficient, cost-effective solution. Uh, your utilities, your Wi-Fi, your security, uh, all the things that are over and above fixed costs with a traditional lease uh, is where truly the, the efficiencies come into play with us. And then what about privacy? You still get privacy here, right? You've got open common areas, but you have private office spaces, right? So typically, uh, I think a lot of the, the, the negativity around the idea of co-working comes from the thought of being a, a wide open collision space type of thing. When uh, one of the things that VentureX does and, and one of our competitive advantages is that we're predominantly focused on private office. So uh, a private office for us allows the member to have uh, a lockable space, 24-7 access, completely secluded to themselves. And it's up to them whether they want to engage into the common areas and utilize the shared boardrooms and things like that. But otherwise, yeah, security and, and privacy is, is of complete importance. No, to but them. I mean, in construction and in design and in drawing, you are in a co you know, workspace all the time. We're on a job site. You've got other people over our shoulders working. You've got clients over our shoulders working. Same thing with designers and architects. Absolutely. So this is just another environment of the environment that we're already used to. I, I, absolutely. I think it's, and, and there's a lot of benefits to be, to be taken out of this as well. I mean, the, the serendipitous element of being surrounded by other like-minded professionals, whether it be complementary businesses, uh, architects and designers, designers and builders, and marketers and salespeople and just all of these different complementary businesses coming together to again part of our aspiration is to curate the greatest professional community we can and that is by bringing in as much diverse professionals as, as possible within the space i guess one thing i got to ask you guys is that uh the location's great you guys got windows we can see outside we're right off the highway it's there's plenty of parking which is a huge plus but if I start renting an office space in here can i start splashing a bunch of paint on the walls and making my own space or no i can't do that right we do have a little bit of freedom. Uh, I mean, we do try to stick within the brand's colors for our space. So I can't, I can't put half-naked calendar girl calendars <laughs> on the wall. We, we, definitely do, we definitely have to abide Yeah, by I wouldn't do that, but it, you know, it's funny is that I just bring that up because sometimes I do go to certain suppliers and those things still exist for whatever reason. They still exist. And in the back of my mind, I'm looking for the pens that flip over yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where the clothes fall off yeah exactly yeah. those ones i think some people still make those ones but i mean yeah so i guess you still want to stay to your true brand right so we want to stay within our brand i mean we do promote to all of our members to put their own 
kind of touch and feel in the space. So as much as we want to retain a, a professional caliber of, of look and feel, being a little bit more of a modern premier offering within the space, uh, that being said, plants, artwork, chairs, furniture, uh, we are a fully furnished executive office where we will provide furniture for as many occupants as, as is possible within the space. So if you're renting a, a an office that can fit five desks and chairs will absolutely furnish it to that level. But we also promote the idea of anyone looking to bring in their own, uh, again, flair, bring in your own pictures, bring in your own uh, artwork and, and plants and, and decor and things like that. The space truly is your own. We want you to feel that way while retaining a, a professional standard for the rest of the office. Which is good to know. I like that. But I do like that. I'm. I, this is a kind of a space that I can bring clients here if I wanted to. And we can have a proper meeting, a private meeting, but we can also get into a boardroom and have another meeting. We can be in the common area and have a casual meeting. I like all that. I like that you guys have the kitchenette there and everything, and there's beverages and there's hot cold. Everything's all set up, right? So I guess we could also cater. We can also bring in if we wanted to. Absolutely. And even have an event if we wanted to. That would be interesting. Yeah, events are a huge part of our business. I mean, obviously, we're in a bit of a different time right now where we have to abide by uh, certain guidelines in regards to occupancy, distancing, things like that. But once we return to, to normalcy in the not-too-distant future, uh, events are a huge part of our business. So whether it be uh, networking events or client experiences or uh, you name it, we're, we can adapt up to 100 people in regards to event space. Okay, so I want to actually get into the nitty-gritties of the numbers. I want to start talking some numbers if you guys don't mind. But before, I'm just going to crack open a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who knows me knows that that's not a Coke. Uh, that's so, a, I didn't know Coke came in yellow cans. <laughs> okay. So you guys take over and you guys let me know. Let's talk some numbers here. I want to try to get figure out on some costs because I want people to be listening to this thinking, this is of interest of my, like for me completely. Yeah. I've never been of the mindset where people ask me, where's your office, Manny? Where's your office? I used to always joke that my office is my job site. Yep. That's my yep. office. But the, the, the thing is that as I get older, I want to be more presentable. So then if I do have clients, they necessarily don't want to step into a job site to, to have that conversation. They actually want to have a space outside of their home, outside of a, a corporate office or like a little place that we would have. We want to come into a more interesting place, which is like this. So if we were talking numbers and, and to get into the nitty gritty, I think there's a few different areas where we can talk numbers. First and foremost, the numbers is, is commitment. As many people know, in traditional leased space, whether you're building out your own office or, or whatever your company might need, traditionally they come with five, 10 year leases. And then on top of that are the numbers in, in fixed costs, whether it be utilities, internet, uh, build out cost, furnishings, and all the things that come along with building out your space. So the first number I would talk about is, is exactly that, that the flexibility of term. So for us, our, our members do have the ability to leverage uh, something as minimal as, as month to month terms. Uh, a lot of our private office members are looking for longer term uh, arrangements, but we're adaptful and, and we take into account the ability that, hey, some businesses require kind of a bridge between one space and another. Other companies really want the versatility of being able to scale. They don't know where their business is going to be a year from now, whether it be scaling up or scaling down. So again, the flexibility and, and the numbers that you don't need to commit to. So no long-term contracts should you not need that within your space or within your business. As low as 60 days and then two months, you can get an office space here. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, the majority of our clientele are looking for longer arrangements. and uh, very But it's nice that you guys offer that if you wanted to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it speaks to the scalability of, you know, more so now than ever. Not many people know where they're going to be in six or 12 months. So the ability to move up, like Joe said, or move down if need be is, uh, is vital. I think the next biggest number and category to talk about is cost. I mean, cost yeah. is, is the most important to every business. Well, you guys are going to be dramatically less than having my own office space. Traditionally speaking, uh, in accordance to the to the research and the numbers, I mean, we're typically 30 to 40% reduction of overall operational expenses. And again, with the, the ability to come in and, and kind of plug and play, you don't have build-out costs, you don't have furnishing costs, and then again, the over and above utility costs that, that we manage in regards to Wi-Fi, heat, hydro, and, and all of those fixed expenses that the tr traditional lease would, would carry, uh, we are going to be significantly more cost efficient. And this is where, if anything that's taught us regarding this whole what's going on in the world, is this is where everything's going. 
I don't know a single business right now that's not reevaluating their their real estate footprint right now. Every small business person I know that's not in construction that has their own space has actually shifted to this kind of space. Yeah, absolutely. They just they try to do the home thing. It does it works for a little while. As much as we care about our significant others, we don't care about them that much. We want to have our own space, right? So then they start going towards these spaces, and these spaces make sense. And I think for all contractors that want to be a little bit more professional and have those meetings with designers and homeowners and architects and everybody, this is a space that you should be considering. Yeah, especially in in, in the industry of, of contractors and construction in general. I mean, so much of the onus of your business is predicated on outside of the office, yes. the job site, the yeah. work site. Uh, why spend more than you need to on office space that, that might not be utilized as much as you, you, you think you might need it? And, and why not surround yourself with potential clientele? Expose your business to, to other like-minded professionals of varying industries, grow your network, and, and have the opportunity to, as Trevor mentioned earlier, to, to scale as needed. Uh, our space is one where should you come in and, and occupy 400 square feet, but you need to scale to two or three more offices to expand your business, uh, that capability is, is available at the uh, that day. So it's not something where you need to break a traditional lease. You guys are how big? How many different uh, ventures are there, and globally speaking? So we are, I'd be hard-pressed to give you the exact number, but about 150 locations globally wow. uh, in, I think, seven different countries right now. Um, so VentureX so, all started in the U.S. in Palm or in West Palm Beach, Florida, about three years ago, and has since ex expanded to uh, 150 locations. We are the grow fastest growing uh, flexible workspace in regards to independently owned business in the world. Is there a business that has not come into this space? Because well, I'm thinking right off the bat, my industry is in this space. 100%. I mean, we've heard from psychologists to therapists to uh, you name a professional service accountants, mortgage brokers, we kind of see everything. Um, so here's my, here's my thing about, this is where my train of thought is going. If you're a contractor, you're an architect, you're a designer, and you're associated or you work out of a VentureX space, you're rubbing elbows with your future clients. 100%. Exactly. I think that that's valuable, right? So don't look at it as a threat or whatever, but look at it as a pool of resource where you can actually find more clientele. Of course. I mean, I don't know a single industry that's not looking for more leads. And at the Every end of day the, we are looking for exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. at the end of the day, whether you're in finance, whether you're in construction, whether you're in photography, it doesn't matter what you're in. You're looking for leads. So in our space, you're surrounded by as many as upwards of 220 other members at our maximum occupancy that are all potential leads and potential clients for, for or cold business. businesses that you can work with on different levels, right? Yeah, complementary exactly. industries for sure. Um, yeah. And just a ton of connections to expand your network. So that's where I see a lot of value, man. It makes a lot of sense. So if I wanted to cost wise, 80 square foot space, what are we looking at number wise? So our offices start uh, in the range of 650 a month and that's an all in package. That gets you the common area, uh, the use to boardroom spaces on an hourly basis. Beverage, hot and cold. Yeah, no utilities. You've got your 24-7 access. Uh, security. Yeah, all your coffee, tea, security throughout the space. High-speed yeah, Wi-Fi. High-speed gigabit Wi-Fi. Uh, all the business class amenities, printing, boardroom hours. Again, 24-7 access with, with digital key card entry. So for anyone who's looking to access the space, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, there's no limitations there. Uh, again, we're monitored with security 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Free parking ground floor access we're a single story building so uh in today's day and age for those that are worried about potential touch points and elevators and stairwells uh, we completely avoid that uh, lots of windows too lots yeah. of windows lots of natural light and again uh, a ton of space and, and a varying solution so whether it be an 80 square foot office to, to travis point that starts at about 650 dollars a month all inclusive uh to again something as large as about 400 square feet that Gets up in a little bit of a pricier option in kind of the $3,000, $3,500 range. But that's 400 square feet. Exactly. Yeah. I There's mean, lots of a, condos downtown Toronto that are not 400 square feet, yeah. right? So <laughs> you guys are offering office space for that. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, a lot of people look at us as, as independent units. And, and one of our biggest growing clientele across kind of the industry is that of, of larger business and larger enterprise clientele that are saying, okay, well... Uh, our employees aren't getting on the go train. They're not coming downtown. But you know what? This whole work from home thing is is grown a little old. And are they getting? Are <laughs> they as efficient? Are they are they as efficient and and productive as they once were? Kind of no. six or eight months ago. No, I don't think so. So 
again, the reevaluation of what the, the real estate footprint looks like. So again, groups coming in, looking at clustering three or four offices together and creating an entire kind of representation of their company within, again, a more flexible option for them to, to be able to scale up or down and, and to be able to manage their costs in a, in a more efficient manner. Can you guys, because you guys handled the construction of this location. We did. We you did. guys want to dive that i i don't want to open a wound here and at that but no, no, lots, of, lots of lessons learned yeah. <laughs> it was an education right it was. And, you, and you guys are still paying tuition right is yeah. that what's going on yeah it Forever. was uh we uh we signed this lease and this deal dating back to about august of 2019 19, i think yeah. it was Obviously, the uh, right before that that negative word pandemic that that wasn't in the uh, business yeah. plan when we were yeah. talking, but nonetheless, um, the construction side of things, as much as it was a learning curve, we had a lot of fun, and, and it was a it was a big education through the whole process. Considering that the building that we were in used to be owned by Sheridan College, and it was acquired by the ownership group that is also our landlord, that happens to also be our general contractor. So really, really good working relationship, a great group of people. And again, learned a lot about the the permit process, the design process, the uh, architectural, architectural process. I'm not even familiar with that because it's all commercial stuff. It's a different, it's a different animal yeah, versus was, residential. Uh, but, yeah, a lot, uh, lot of info, a lot of learning, like we said, but I mean, we foster some great relationships as well, which is, uh, which is nice to come out of it with. So it used to be a school, it or training. A, it was a warehouse. Yeah, it was a training in logistics, I believe, for Sheridan okay. College. So it was a it was a big commercial warehouse. Um, and then they they basically broke it right down to the bones. Yeah. yeah. So then you guys can have a brand new space to work with. City of Oakville kind of told them that they were allowed to to kind of tear the building down to the foundation, retain the the overall skeleton, and and again refixture and rebuild from there. So uh, hence the the beautiful modern rustic building that we're in now with kind of the the brick and beam industrial styling and, and the modern uh, red brick and, and black framed window uh, look of the whole thing. And it works. It works totally, man. It does. It, it lends itself really well to, to, again, the professional side of things where, where people are looking to, to kind of boost that, that look and feel of their business. And so much of our industry is of a very traditional sense. Um, again, we're not a reinvention of the wheel. We're just looking to, to add a, a modern and, and kind of premier feeling to that of flexible workspace where, uh, how does your business look within it? Are you proud to bring your clients within the space? Are you happy and inspired to, to walk in into your workforce or your workplace every single day? And again, Trevor and I are, are owners and operators. We're here every single day. Uh, and again, we want to be inspired in the place that we walk into every day. So hence the design and, and the feel of the space. Yeah, I mean, it's a starting. It's a starting space for, for what you need for businesses like this. And it, like like we've all said, is that if it wasn't for the pandemic, this would be uh, like a hub. There would be a lot more going on. So I mean, I I gotta ask you guys, how are you guys fretting, man? Like, are you guys? This is hard, no. <laughs> yeah, interesting times to launch a new business for yeah. sure, and I mean, new industry for Joe and myself. But um, like we said, we've we've got some great partners as far as fretting goes. I mean, there's always stresses with a new business, and now maybe a little more so than before. But it's really just kind of you push forward, you, you keep going, keep positive, and uh, a lot of business development now and reaching out and trying to help support and enable the local businesses that may be having trouble right now is, has been our focus. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm at the point where I can tell myself, maybe giggle, and I'll just say that I think we're past halfway, that there is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. I think yeah. we'd all agree here. That yeah. normalcy yeah. is yeah. kind of coming now. Which means let's start preparing. I know that at the beginning of the, you know, the P word, um, I told everybody just reevaluate your business. Yeah. Look at how you run your business. Figure out. And I said primarily focus on customer service. Mm -hmm. Because if you want to stand out from any other person in construction, focus on customer service and try to figure out how you can be better at customer service. Everyone builds great. Everyone does the same thing. We all handle the same material and everything like that. But not everybody handles customer service well. Yeah. So if you can build your brand better during these weird, strange days, take advantage of that. And I think to Trevor's point, again, support and enablement of local business. Like we're here Huge. truly to, to help do exactly that to support and provide adequate cost efficient solutions for again a lot of businesses that are reevaluating what their what their traditional real estate looks like and for us again one of the more one of the more things or one of the things that we're most proud about is is being owner operators we are literally in this business every single day 6 7 days a week at times 
and, and we're here to come up with solutions that work for people's businesses. Some of our competitors in the industry work within a very confined box of, of what options they have, and we're here to find solutions, not, not again, find reasons to come up with uh, adequate solutions instead of uh, say, hey, that doesn't fit within our membership base. Or, or if you're looking for something that, that doesn't fall within a traditional kind of flexible workspace membership, Hey, not a problem. We'll adapt. We'll come up with something that does. How can it's, we help? it's funny you bring that up because I've been in those other spaces a few years ago, and I know that other friends of mine that had their, their office space, and then they opted to go this route. And I walked through those spaces, and I felt as if people were just trying to take advantage of every literal square footage. Mm -hmm. And I felt that everybody was literally on top of each other. And there was no way that I would consider putting my business in that business because I think that there was not any kind of creative freedom. Mm -hmm. But I walk in here and I'm like thinking there's more than enough creative freedom in here that you can have your own privacy, you can have your own space, but you can still be common, you can still be interacting with somebody else that you can just communicate, have a conversation with, and like I said earlier, could potentially be a client for yourself. Absolutely, yeah, I think uh, I think we're a really good mix of, of kind of open workspace, private space, people can seclude themselves as they need, they can open themselves up to uh, again, other businesses, they can kind of surround themselves in the, in the open workspace and cafe area and, and again, shoot the shit with other businesses and, and get to know people. Or again, you can have your own private space where you just kind of close the door and, and work to yourself while also having that kind of permeation of natural light with, with again, so much glass in the space. That, yeah, that which again, is great. A huge advantage to, to no matter what people are looking for. So I'm talking with Joe and Trevor here. And, and so we're at www.venturexcanada.ca. Social media, find them at, at VentureX Oakville, one of the five locations in the greater Toronto area. And then 289-644-2393. And then email to get a hold of them and find out more information on, with, from you guys is Oakville at VentureXCanada.com. That's it. And okay. I know that you guys talked about how the website's .ca, but the email's .com, and that's a corporate headquarter decision Yeah, so our, thing. our email server is kind of US-driven, hence the .com. And, and again, Canada's kind of... You will see VentureX.com as well, and, and we're listed on that website as well, but there's a .ca site to, to obviously optimize our uh, our Canadian presence. Maybe when Canada gets to 100 million population, that might change or something. We don't <laughs> know. We're yeah. a big fish, but yeah. I met you guys through Mike, right? So Mike is the one that first reached out to me on social media, and he, he got talking like a lot of people reach out to me, and they just asked me, have a conversation with these guys, find out a little bit more. And I was like, this is right up my alley, man. So I just want to get... What other pieces of information should we know about you guys, about VentureX and about the space and getting more people in here? To be honest, to expand a little bit on, on, on some of the things that we talked about earlier, I mean, the location. As much as we are only five locations in the, in the kind of southern Ontario area, we are expanding. Part of the benefit of being a member at VentureX Oakville is that you just happen to be a member at VentureX Mississauga as well. And you can leverage the other spaces to, so if you're a home builder, if you're a designer, if you're someone in your industry that happens to be a, a bit of a journeyman, like we talked about earlier, and you're moving city to city and you just happen to need to take a meeting in our in our beautiful Richmond Hill location, you're absolutely able to do that. And whether it be As part of your arrangement? Yeah, yeah. So basically you're oh, wow. a member at one, you're a member at all. Yeah. So similar to a gym membership, you can use the gym no matter what city you're in. And that includes all of our global locations as well. So as much as international travel isn't a huge focus right now, when things do open back up in the not too distant future, uh, a VentureX Oakville membership can leverage a, a Florida location. And again, as you travel, you can book meeting space and, and utilize the other locations across the globe. I didn't know that. That's yeah. actually pretty cool. Yeah. So it works great for people in the in the southern GTA and, and Ontario area right now as as we see members from our other locations popping by on a daily basis, whether to meet uh, other clients or again, maybe they live in Oakville, but they traditionally work in Mississauga. Uh, that's where their offices are. But in the meantime, they just want to come in and, and utilize the Oakville space for a day. So right now you guys are Oakville, Mississauga, two in Mississauga. Uh, three in Mississauga. Three in Mississauga. Yep. And Richmond Hill. And Richmond, Richmond Hill. Hill. Yeah. Yep. And that's the, that's the fifth one. Yeah, that's the fifth one. Got so. any plans in the downtown core? Traditionally, VentureX doesn't really do the downtown. Doesn't typical. make sense, I guess. No, right? it's it's. I mean, for us, generally speaking, the the downtown Toronto, New York, Chicago, whole that uh, those those high populated areas are are obviously heavily heavily laden with other 
shared workspace competition. But uh, again, it's a dollars and it's a dollars and cents thing. Like the the cost per square foot in regards to real estate in the downtown core, uh, it's heavily saturated with with yeah. other versions of us. And again, we pride ourselves on being a little bit more of a suburban premier, bringing that downtown fit and feel to the suburban areas for those that. Uh, again, can utilize the space and outside of the, the city. Like you said earlier, I mean, not a lot of people are taking the GO train coming into the core and they're getting sick of their home office. And that's why this is ideal and attractive, right? Yeah, I think as much as, as, much as there is rough waters for every business nowadays, as much opportunity might've been lost over the past few months, I think we're gonna gain just as much or more as, again, people reevaluate the need to, to get on public transit and, and make their way into the city. and. Again, these 30, 40 story, story office towers with such a dense population of employees. I mean, is that really needed? Is that the best no. solution for so many businesses? And, <laughs> I, and I, I'm not that planner, but I don't think it is. I, I, I actually am worried about because of what has happened, how vacant these spaces are. Yeah. I mean, it's you guys know more about this than I do, but I mean, they must be vacant, right? I, I, I certainly don't. I don't envy the the kind of the commercial real estate developers in, in a lot of these big buildings downtown right now. I'm sure uh, I'm sure they all have pocketbooks much larger than ours, anyways. But uh, right now, yeah, it's it's tough. There's a lot I of reevaluating going on. Yeah, they're they're reevaluating what the use of that space is going to be, and and as much as you're going to see kind of the the financial base street and everything like that pop back up, and and it's always going to be there. Again, there's a lot of businesses that are just assessing the need to to be in these densely populated downtown cores. Um, especially with the displacement of so many employees being outside of the city. So, I mean, but this country and the U.S. and lots of other countries were built on the backs of small business. Someone starting one small, simple business, one small, simple office space. That's where it all started. They eventually got to those huge towers. But I think that with what has happened, things have been reevaluated now. We're trying to figure out how this is all going to work and how can I benefit as a result of it, right? Mm-hmm. I think people, yeah, I think a lot of businesses are, are truly just in a position to be better off in the long run by being given a reason to make that reevaluation in such a strong fashion. Mid to long term for the industry, it's uh, obviously it hasn't been a good fit thing for the world, but mid to long term, the, the outlook is good for the industry. And like Joe said, just the reevaluation, looking at things in a new light, I think will will change the landscape and, and be good. Can you guys get me back into the construction and give me some things that just off the top of your head that you didn't really expect? Something that just caught you off guard? Yeah, I mean, we'd never really gone down the pathway of, of architecture and design. So that was a really interesting side of things. And, and again, what uh, do you mean, dealing with their, either one of them? Just things like traffic patterns and, and hallway width and all these different things that come along with our industry and, and how to again, adapt to all the municipal guidelines and, and all the different uh, rules and regulations behind having a kind of an office space with so many different corridors and offices and fire codes. And What is the traffic? I, like I know when I talk to clients in residential construction, I'm always conscious of the space between an island and your countertop and how much is left between. A lot of designers will try to get that number down to 36 inches. At 36 inches, if you got one person working at the island, one person working at the perimeter countertop, your cheeks are crossing paths. (laughs) And you don't necessarily want that in an office space, right? So what is the minimum office or hallway I think minimum, I think to the best of our knowledge, the minimum hallway width was about five feet. I know ours are wider than that. Again, it's just to take into a little bit more of a uh, of an airy feel. I think we're about six feet in width in regards to our hallways. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I conversations mean, with architects and designers about having a six foot wide hallway and you're trying to figure out why and they're trying to explain that? Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, That's and, interesting. And a lot of our architectural support through the brand came from the U.S. side of things. And then again, how does that play into our... Uh, municipal and, and kind of Canadian regulation. So learn a lot about fire code, learn a lot about... Uh, no, fire code's at a whole other animal, yeah, man. We had to uh, add a few pretty doors. much everything is fire code. Yeah. Yeah, so... It doesn't matter what it is. The building was under construction and our plans were in only to realize that we needed a third entry door. And that was all because of, uh, again, traffic and, and fire exit. So that was an interesting one, probably one of our biggest hurdles to get What was over. the reason for the third? I know two, because if... Distance... Yeah, distance from our furthest point. Yeah. I think it was a furthest hot. point to the emergency exit type So of thing. based so, on the size of the space that you have, it exactly. was requiring a third exit point? Yeah, so you had to be able to go from every single internal office had to be approximately prox- A minimum X distance. Yeah, oh, I got you. Okay, that makes door. sense. Yeah, so Which, that was interesting. We had to do some rejigging of uh, some space there, but again, 
I think, learned. Yeah, I think in the long term, it, it actually benefited both our space and, and the members within it uh, as it went from two entrances to three, every door being digitally accessible through your key card gives people the ability to, to enter and exit uh, in a more convenient fashion if they don't wish to use the front door. And I love that you guys are 24-7 in the middle of the night, whatever, you just key. Is it app enabled or key enabled or both? So as much as we do have digital integration through an app for all of our members uh, so they can book the boardrooms and, and interact with other VentureX members globally, generally speaking in regards to entrance and exit, it's all digital key card that's kind of a fob based. So something that would go in your keychain and you can just walk up and swipe it and, and everything's enabled for 24-7 access. Uh, security is is enabled 24-7. The lights are on and available for, for anyone to come in and use the space uh, uh, as they require. They just stay on or they come on with security we, or if someone enters the building? We have emergency lighting or like, uh, again, so the lights will go off typically at about 6 o'clock. Um, but again, I think about 15 to 20% of the lights stay on so that every hallway and, and corridor is lit to uh, the extent that someone can come in and use the space. And then you turn all your lights on yourself so this is canada so i know there's a snowstorm coming tomorrow everyone's talking about it being big news because i guess we haven't had much snow but if you get a snowstorm i still access come in 100 percent, absolutely there's nothing slowing me down from there right no no if you're here before me you might have to shovel in front of the door but, uh, <laughs> but no yeah you're gonna needs... leave a shovel out there for me yeah. <laughs> yeah. i might tonight but uh yeah no limitations at all 365 days a year, 24-7. Um, and then what are the rules on the, the actual common area, the kitchen? or there? We know that not everybody's all clean and normal and whatever, but I mean, I guess there's some rules here or no rules? or. I mean, I think there's general kind of expectations of Just members to, treat, courtesy, this, right? to yeah. treat this like your own office. Uh, we do have cleaning services and disinfection services and all the things that go along with uh, the concerns of, of keeping a, a clean and and tidy place. Again, we have nightly cleaners come in and they'll disinfect all the, the main kind of traffic areas of the space and, and washrooms and things like that. But again, I think members grow very familiar with the idea that this is their office and they'll treat it as yeah, treat it as such. But uh, again, you'll see uh, Trev and I walking around, picking up cups and moving things around as needed. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, it's uh, cleanliness is certainly not of issue. Cleaning is all included within the uh, within the package as well. So how did you guys fall into this business? I mean, this is in that as might of be 2019, a right? Long, Sorry? Might be a little long story long. Why to get is that? that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe and myself, uh, we've known each other for about 15 years now. We worked in a previous industry together. Joe on the retail side, owning several retail stores, and myself on the wholesale side. We kind of saw a shift in the retail landscape coming a few years ago and said, you know, by the time we're... 40 or early 40s we really think retail is going to look a lot different than it did at the time so this would be i guess two and a half years ago or so started planning somewhat of an exit strategy and seeing what are what are these booming industries that are coming down the pipeline next and through an associate of joe's um in his previous business we were led to this uh this venture x franchise that uh, was out of west palm beach florida and really took a deep dive into not only the brand, but uh, the industry itself and, and kind of really seeing where this is going. And I mean, the more that we read, the more that we kind of, I would say, fell in love with it and just said, you know what, there's something here, not only on obviously the business side, but then the support and enablement. We're, we're both Oakville kids, born and raised. And um, to be able to support and enable the, the local businesses in whatever aspect they could was was really important to us. Yeah, nice. big thing is we like to surround ourselves with smarter people than us. And you got I mean, it. It's not hard well, to do. Well, that's the so. only way <laughs> to actually succeed, man. Absolutely. I've Absolutely. always said I'm never the smartest person in the room. No. Because I want to learn. You might be right now. Nah, I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. It depends. But no, I don't think so. There's yeah. a good meeting in the minds here. I like what you guys are doing here. I like the environment. Honestly, I do. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of young up-and-coming contractors that are way, way, way ahead of getting their own office space should consider a space like this. I appreciate it. I think. It, I, think I totally think that well. they would benefit them because then they're not dealing out of the back of their van or on a job site or meeting them at a big box store. They're actually meeting their potential clients at a re like a space that makes a lot of sense to, to meet at. Yeah, and one of the things that I'd point out for, for that point specifically is, is again, being a member at VentureX Oakville doesn't mean that you have to have a private office. We offer a, a tiered membership base, so the, the predominant focus is, is 
private offices as we have 63 of them and that's obviously the large revenue portion of our business but so much of it is also building a community of people and that is just as important and with that we have uh, flexible desk memberships where again you can come in whether it be one two three days a week at a much more affordable rate have access to a desk have access to a workstation while also utilizing the boardrooms on an hourly basis. You can have a virtual office. So we offer a $60 a month virtual office membership. And what that really gives the, the member is the ability to use our professional address and our mail services. So if you... Listen, I don't know this stuff. You guys are telling me this for the first time, man. So, That's so, actually pretty cool. So Manny, let's say you're a, a brand new brand new company and all you're doing is business through referral. You don't really have an office and you don't want to use your home address as your professional address. Someone say, hey, I don't know if you've heard of this company called Google, but a lot of people go on it nowadays <laughs> and they look up businesses. And uh, again, one of the things a lot of people like to avoid is the ability for their home address to be seen as yeah, their professional address. For sure. So again, virtual memberships are a huge part of our business, allowing you to represent your business within our space by using our professional address, by using our mail handling, and the ability to then, again, be a member here, book the boardroom on an hourly basis, once a week, once a month. It doesn't have to and be a full-time. And that's $60 a month? Something like that is, it starts at $60 a yeah. month. Wow. So again, you can truly leverage a wide array. We sell a community membership that's $90 a month and, and again, provides the same benefits while also the use of the common area space on, on again, multiple times a week or whatever degree that you need. But again, it allows your business the ability to be within a professional center and, and again, utilize the meeting space, utilize the amenities, but you don't have to be breaking the bank at Six hundred plus dollars a month for a private office. Should you not need it, so we are a professional. Six hundred bucks, like that's your price on the higher end, but that's you can't get any space anywhere for six hundred bucks. No, not yeah. traditional yeah. space. I mean, no, and maybe if you can, there won't be doors or windows or computer or fax or anything. Maybe not even a bathroom. Yeah, at six hundred bucks, <laughs> right? So I mean, that, at sixty bucks or ninety bucks virtual, that makes a lot of sense, man. Yeah, I mean, for a lot of businesses that just don't need that traditional space, but they want their business to be represented well online. Again, uh, most businesses want to get what's called a Google verification. And generally speaking, Google won't allow there to be a, a, a verification of their business if they're using a home address. So if you want to Google My Business page and you want to utilize some of their marketing and some of their presence online, a lot of the time nowadays, they're ensuring that you have a professional address that's not your home. I didn't know that. Yeah. So and that's actually really valuable, man. So yeah, that's a again, we can be of we can be a value to, to every size business in all walks of 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 size and, and footprint. So it doesn't have to be office space. So I know when you guys got into this business, what was the five year like? Where is this all headed? Because I agree with you, Trevor. That the, that the idea is that. Retail has completely changed as a result of this. It's never going to go back to the way it was. The way traditional commercial uh, office space has changed, it's never going to go back to the way it was. There are going to be the big players out there, but regarding small players, it's never going to be the same way. So where do you guys see this going in the next little while? Again, I think the flexibility that businesses have learned to be so adaptful with. They've learned how to, again, work remotely. It used to be such a, a novelty to so many employees, the yeah. ability to work from home once a week. Well, now people are growing tired of it. Uh, again, as, as businesses have- Wearing pajamas yeah. with, with a dress shirt <laughs> it, on top. It's that, yeah. it's that losing that division between work and home. I mean, yeah, obviously, obviously we're, is. we're biased with this, but at the same time- No, like, no you, but you guys are speaking the truth here, yeah. man. Seriously, I know lots of people that are sick and tired of wearing track pants and a dress shirt just so they can have their meetings yeah. on Zoom and then go right back to their, I don't know, their really interesting, lazy life at that moment because they just have just kind of given up, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but there's so much value that I hold in regards to getting in the car yeah. or turning yeah. the radio on. And, and therein lies that division between home and work. Uh, and, I, and again, I think people miss that in so many regards. And I mean, despite the fact that so many people do love working from home and there's a, there's a huge benefit to it, I think people just miss interaction, being yeah. surrounded by other people, whether it be a wave or a smile or a hello or, or whatever. There's something inspiring about being surrounded by other professionals. Agree, man. Yeah. yeah, being in that environment. Yeah, and we're, and we're starting to see it. I mean, when we opened this space, we really thought the first offices to go would kind of, you know, be off in the far corner here, far corner there all the initial offices are right in the heartbeat of the place. Everybody wants to be around, wants to see people and it's, it's good Networking. to see. Yeah, absolutely. 
I think people miss human engagement. It's, 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 I don't know about you, but I mean, I I terribly miss it. That's the insane thing about it. Yeah. It's uh, like, we were talking just off mic before we got started, how we were just making jokes at the beer store and just to kind of get a reaction. It's like, nobody's reacting anymore. Everyone is kind of a, I don't know, a drone or something like that. And they're just in their own little world. And that's not what you really want to do. That's not how you grow. No. And I think we'll snap back. I mean, I'm a, I'm an eternal optimist, but I think as soon as things are, are able to be, again, softened and, and opened, I think we as a society and, and we as a workforce in general will, will snap back. We, we have to. I mean, people can't retain this level of no, seclusion this can't continue the, the, for, for a decade. It no, can't, right? We joke, but it can't. No, there's just, I mean, uh, hey, there's so much talked about nowadays with, with mental health and, and, again, people's well-being being affected by all this. And yeah. I think so much of it comes from losing that human interaction. I mean... Uh, again, not to make it about us, but that's where we do come into play. I mean, people can get out of the house, be in a safe space, lock themselves in an office if they want, but still see a general professional community around them and, and feel like they're at least engaged and in, in around other people. And just but, say hello to somebody that's at the common area. Yeah. Exactly. And you never know, you might strike a conversation that might lead to something else, a co-worker or a co-business or something, yeah. or a client. As much as there's been some tumultuous times, uh, again, I think we're poised to be in a very, very good position and, and provide really, really beneficial, strong solutions to, to people and independent businesses uh, moving forward. So we're very optimistic. We look forward to working with as many people as we can moving forward. And, and again, we, uh, we're just, our, our outlook is very positive. And, and it has to be, yeah. It has to be. Yeah. I hope, I mean, I, I honestly believe that we're past halfway. If we're past halfway, then we're reaching the finish line yeah and i think the second half is going to be a bit different i mean uh, we can't retain the same degree of of rigidity and lockdowns that we've had no, currently no. i mean i just don't think we can sustain it both economically and and uh as a society but uh yeah i would agree I, I but that being said with this space here i mean just to get a note there you guys are still being safe you guys are still 100 percent. everybody's 100%. still distancing there's still sanitation everywhere for sure for all sure. that stuff right some of the i mean it's never been a benefit to open during this time but at the same time we're not at the occupancy that we will be in the future so we can much easier abide by distancing rules uh there's certain uh, municipal and, and provincial guidelines in regards to occupancy levels and things like that so we we fit all those and and again cleanliness is a huge part we're taking enhanced procedures in regards to cleaning and disinfection but again we are we are a professional workspace and, and we house a lot of essential businesses so we do remain open throughout this time and again for anyone that requires professional space outside of the home to to work in an essential manner as, as so many businesses do whether it be for digital and Wi-Fi enablement, whether it be for customer support, whatever that is, we remain open to support uh, businesses throughout. All right, so I'm chatting with Joe and Trevor here at www.venturexcanada.ca. Social media, find them at, at VentureXOakville. That's it. And 289-644-2393. If you call that number, who am I getting, Trevor or Joe? Depends. Depends how lucky you are, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> who else is here? Who else is in the circle of that? That belongs. There. I don't know who else is going to. We do have reception staff that are currently, again, as a result of the the current climate and and the the current occupancy, uh, on part time. But again, once we come out of this and, and things are booming, with full time staff and, and reception services and concierge cool. services as well. So, so uh, shoot them an email. Ask them more questions at Oakville AdventureXCanada dot com. That's it. Got it. That's it, man. So, what else do you guys want to chat about? Anything else, you guys? No, I think we've touched quite a bit on VentureX. I mean, let's talk a little bit of you, Manny. How me? You, yeah, how are too you? Too many doing? people know too much about me. <laughs> the users, they want to know how you're doing. You know what? Since you guys are the guests, you guys shoot. Ask whatever questions you guys want to ask. If you had to take on a brand new project tomorrow, what would that project be? What really, whatever you learn, like what interests you in regards to your industry today more so than it used to? That's a really interesting question, man. That's an interesting... Well, you know what? Someone just sent me... Someone I do listen on social media just sent me a structure that was built in Russia recently that I was fascinated by just by the way I was trying to figure out the engineering behind Some it. Some insane architecture. Yeah, right that's, that's... So anything that's kind of claw foot anchored into the side of a mountain, something like that, you know, so I could just scratch my head for like two, three years trying to figure out how do I get... 50 foot long steel inside bedrock or something like that 
that would be of interest to me. That's wild. Very cool. That would be yeah. very cool. Will it work? I don't know. That's where the engineer comes in, right? <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't have the degree. They have the degree. But yeah, no, I would totally be. Anything that's challenging. I look at anything that's a challenge. You guys are in a challenging situation right now. And I think people build better and mm -hmm. become better after the challenge, after, sure. after the adversity, right? Yeah. So all yeah. of a sudden, I, I've always like, it, people know this right off the bat. You want me to build you a kitchen and you start talking to me about shaker style kitchen, I will I like I don't want I won't give it to somebody else. Yeah. I want nothing to do with it because there's a million shaker style kitchens out there, right? Yeah. I want you to talk to me about different styles of kitchen, something different that someone has. And I'm not talking about something extreme, like, you know, build a jungle inside your kitchen or something like that. I'm just saying that there's different options other than what we're so used to. And how do you think that the current climate in the last year of, of all this has affected your industry and how is it going to evolve from this? It hasn't, it's affected us in a positive way because like you guys said, everybody at first was doing home offices. Mm -hmm. So they were realizing that their home was not an office mm -hmm. and they were realizing really quickly that it wasn't working. So then they were trying to create these spaces for that. But also... I also have a film background where cinema and film was getting a huge hit from this whole thing that's going on. And everybody started ramping up their home theaters. And then they started creating those environments in their own home, right? So that's where we started building some more stuff as well. So it, it's affected us in a positive way. Our concern and what we've always said on the show is that 2022 is going to be the big question mark. Yeah. We don't know what construction is going to look like in 2022. We we knew what 2020 was all about. It, there was a huge surge after the fear in, in March, but then all of a sudden it just kept on climbing. 2021 became a repeat and it's still climbing. It's 2022. When we start coming out of this and we see the light in the end of the tunnel, we're going to be curious on, okay, what's going to happen? And I think like you said, communication is going to be big. Mm -hmm. Travel is going to be big and everything that has to do with interacting. So basically going out, enjoying yourself, traveling, meeting new people and discovering new places, and then having stimulating conversations. Those are going to be massive come 2022, which are not construction related, so to speak. I, I can see a downturn in construction in 2022. Yeah. Are you seeing challenges now, whether it be material costs, availability material? It's insane. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. I don't know who's dictating the numbers, but you guys are going through. We're all going through this. Absolutely. Am I the only one that's staring at my grocery bill going, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I just bought... Like fruit, that's all I bought. <laughs> How is it like three digits? I don't get it, man. No, like it, everything's gone up. Two by fours now are tickling seven bucks again. They were at eight bucks in the summertime. That's a two by four. Wow. And is there, do you foresee a time for that to again fall back towards the means and, and come back to? I'm hoping because the problem is that the milling industry is taking such a huge hit that they're producing inferior product to get it out to the market but then they're charging a premium. So now is a, is a great way to get companies that are offering different kinds of ways of building using different kinds of material to come into the market. But the problem is that you deal with a construction industry that is a dinosaur. Construction has always been a dinosaur. We are always the last adopter of anything that's new. So if you wanna bring in a new product during this time, what's going on, you're gonna have an uphill battle to do that because guys will not embrace it right off the bat, even if it is a much better option than a two by four. Like we've talked a lot about steel construction, yeah. but steel is still a commodity. Right. So all of a sudden it's still pricey, but it's not a better way to build. So concrete is possible. Concrete is huge in Europe and also in Asia, it could be huge as well here. But I've seen other concrete companies kind of fold up shop because they did, the market didn't ask for them. So Interesting. It will bounce back. I know that. It, but I mean, will it drop again? I doubt it if you ever see a $1.97 2 by 4 ever again. I think at this point, it's it's no different than fuel. Fuel will always stay. When I was a kid, I'm a little older than you guys, but I remember 30 cents for a liter of gas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah. thinking, that's a lot. Now we're tickling, what is it, a buck, a buck 18 or something like that. If you got diesel, it's a little bit more. So it's like, it's not going to go back down. So I think the, the common is going to be the $6 two by four. Yeah. That's what's going to happen now. And you just got to price it in. I even sent an email last night to a client that I'm working with right now who asked for a few extra things to do. And I just said, let me price this out. And I went online and I got the prices and I was dumbfounded that, you know, an LSL was costing me, an eight foot LSL was costing me also almost $20 for wow. one two by four LSL. 
just for a pocket door opening. And hey, you'd like to think that, that you reference, hey, that the, the industry being a bit of a dinosaur, maybe this rapid increase in cost is one of the catalysts to, to start bringing in more. Uh, I hope so. Evolution. I, I, like products. I'm in a break. Like I love anything new in construction. I love it. But like these guys are such old school mentality. They are just so used to the way they're doing it. And unfortunately, the thing is that when it comes to North American construction, they don't necessarily want to always embrace new technology. New technology comes from European construction, mm -hmm. European, Asian. That's where it comes from. They don't want to embrace it. I love to embrace it. And then the thing is that we're missing right now. What's supposed to be going on is IBS. IBS is not irritable bowel syndrome. It's actually <laughs> the International Builders Show, right? So it's the biggest North American builders show. Yeah. And it would normally be going on right now. I think it's going on virtually right now, but I don't think anybody's attending it. You get everybody going out to Florida or Vegas is generally what it is. I've been to it for nine years straight. I go to it every single year. And I was actually looking forward to not going to it this year, yeah. right? I was just like, I've, I've been tapped out because the products are the same. I wasn't seeing anything new. And that was frustrating to me because nine years ago, I was always seeing something new. And I kept on thriving on that because I want to learn new things. Then all of a sudden, you start learning about the German shows. You start learning about the European shows. Those were the shows that I was planning on going to. We got hit by this little thing going on. Mm. Once that's cleared out, I'm off to Europe because I want to see what the Europeans are doing. And again, like I said, maybe the maybe the increased cost of, of all of these different supplies will be the catalyst to more up and coming kind of companies in, in modern and efficient solutions that that'll hey. I really hope so. But I definitely think that uh, like I, I really like seeing and speaking to a lot more younger contractors. Like I'm seeing and speaking to guys we were just talking to last week, 25 year old framer has his own business, has five employees, doing really well. He's set a standard. He doesn't do low. He does mid to high. He's got his machinery going. He's thinking about buying more machinery. He's a 25-year-old kid. So I'm like thinking, it's like you need to have an office space. You need to start building a business and start building a brand. And I love seeing and talking to these guys that are in their mid-20s, late-20s, that are actually doing stuff that we would have been doing in the 30s, if not a little bit later. So I think there's going to be more of these guys out there thinking this way. And that touches on a good point with us, too. I mean, so much of this, the the, the value and, and kind of that the intrinsic value of being in this business is, is watching companies grow. I mean, obviously, we'd like to retain members for as long as possible. But again, startup comes in here. They start with a single office. They move to two. They move to three. And at some point, they grow out of us. They move on to bigger and better opportunities. I mean, for us. It's awesome to see. I mean, but you here, want that. You 100% you encourage that, that right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's like watching a kid grow up and go yeah. off to university. Exactly. Right? You send them out the way. They've, they've your done kid, well. not my kid. <laughs> <laughs> not with the cost of university. No, yeah. My kid's going to go to be the university of my house. <laughs> Homeschool them, yeah. man. <laughs> Let's not even get into the topic of virtual <laughs> learning right now because. It's going to get a little heated. People I have no idea upset. what you're talking about, man. I can only feel for you. That's all it is, man. It is interesting times. It's like every, the landscape. Is, and I think that anybody who's ahead of it, just like you were saying earlier, uh, you guys were thinking about where everything was going. I think anybody who's thinking about that, where are we going, are the ones that are going to embrace what's going to happen. Yeah. Man. And to your industry, I mean, I kind of hope that you're wrong in 2022. I think... I, I hope as, it continues. As, Trust me. I hope it continues. I think everyone's just the same way as businesses are reevaluating real estate for their business. I think everyone's put so much value in their residential side of things. I mean, we've all learned how important it is to, to, to again, put value in our home. And, and we've seen what the construction industry is, has done in regards to growth over the past year. And I mean, landscape especially. I mean, the amount of people that have put value into finishing their backyards during the summer when everyone's Well, I mean, you, can, you can't get a pool guide this year. No. Oh, you might chance. get them in 2022. So pools will continue. Yeah. And you're right. Landscape, outdoor spaces, because people are getting sick and tired of being on the inside. I think just the, the overall general. And I also, the reason we talked about that was everybody that has lost their career choice. So you have a lot of small businesses that have suffered and these people are trying to maybe figure out where to go. And that's where you may get an influx of people getting into construction, which may not have the love or the passion for it and may do a bad job. Yeah. That's the thing about it. So we have to figure out, is that going to happen or is that going to not happen? But either way, 
everybody that's in construction right now should be really focused on customer service driven, building a brand, setting yourself apart from everybody else. Just don't be this next status quo, the same guy over and over, be something different, be something better. Right. hundred percent. I think customer service is, is the most essential part of any business. So uh, I couldn't agree more. I joked about how at the beginning of this whole thing is like, you got to think back into the forties and fifties when you went to go get fuel and someone would come out and check the tire pressure, clean the windshield, clean everything, get it all, you know, spick and span, and then you stayed in the car and took care of it. That was customer service back then. This is what you have to do now for your construction business. Yeah. Just treat it that way. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I got one little last segment. I know you guys were, uh, I always send the show format here, but nobody really reads it. <laughs> you guys didn't, did, or you didn't, right? So I've got, I've got the, you guys know about this, right? The 12 questions of construction. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll, you guys will both answer this thing. Uh, so before we get into that, sorry. Joe and Trevor, www.venturexcanada.ca. Uh, guys, give them a holler. Reach out to them. Social media, at VentureX Oakville. I'm at the Oakville location right now, 289-644-2393. And then email Oakville at VentureXCanada.com. You guys, you got you photographed the hell out of this place, right? So everyone can actually Absolutely. see what it looks like. You can see tons of photos online. That's how I spotted it. When I came driving around here right off the highway, I was like, going, I totally recognize it now because I saw it, right? It's a beautiful building and, and we've spent a lot of time designing the interior space. So yeah, absolutely. Take a look at the pictures online and uh, come and tour the space in person. It looks even better. And you guys will give them a tour? So they can check it out. Yep. Pri private tours, safe, accommodating, happy to help any, any business, any size. Perfect. Find solutions that work. Okay, now the 12 questions of construction. <laughs> what is your favorite construction word, gentlemen? Nail. <laughs> I, I would say uh, for myself, I've got two, like rough finishing, electrical, I, I enjoy. I don't know if that's weird, but. Rough and electrical, really? Eh? Yeah. I can, I can see electrical. Yeah, I've got a. Good electrical. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. What is your least favorite construction word? Invoice. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> plumbing, probably. I'm not a big fan of plumbing. Oh, wow. Electrical and plumbing. Uh, <laughs> what turns you on in construction? <laughs> See some wheels spinning over there. That's a tough one. Finished products. Yeah, I, would, I agree. The and finishing, huh? Well-finished yeah. products yeah. would be great, yeah. yeah. If there was, yeah, if there was an exciting element to this whole project, it was, it was, it was a huge turnoff for the majority of the build until such time you really started seeing that the finishings coming in and uh, so it was just too long of a process where it was just a skeleton. No, it just it, it just looks so like I'm a bit of a bit of a OCD and seeing the disarray of the site and the just the dust. And Welcome the, to my world. Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> so yeah, the finished product for sure. What turns you off in construction? The disarray and <laughs> dust and, <laughs> and the whole product uh, up until the finishing stages. Same thing, Jim? Yeah. 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 A, uh, trying to picture the finished product is always a little diff Visualize difficult. Visualize it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When, when you're seeing the disarray like Joe mentioned. But, it uh, is a challenge, man. Yeah. You're like, it's nice I don't to see it come. How is that going to turn into this? Here's my render. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking from, obviously, I have no construction experience in regards to, to doing, but being a client of so many different projects, there is something to be said for watching the way a contractor kind of finishes the day, how they organize themselves to start the following day. I personally think speaks volumes huge, of their work. Huge. Uh, to watch a professional apply their trade is unbelievable. Yeah. Someone who really cares about what they're doing. It's, it's fantastic. You can tell right off the bat what kind of person they are by the way they set themselves up for the day or yeah. how they wind the day down yeah. for yeah. the next day. Yeah, as an example, we had a, uh, a taper and mutter here who you could watch for an hour. It, it just watch her go. It was, it was phenomenal. Oh, I think I know you guys. I... A female? She, she was, was a female. Yeah. Ah, nice. Okay. I, I, unfortunately, I don't know her name, but she was an absolute wizard at what she does. Yeah. And I was absolutely just in awe of the work that she did and the speed in which she did it, how efficiently she did it. And, and again, to my point earlier, how she, how she left the job to restart it the following the next day. day. Yeah. What is your favorite curse word? Or it could be a phrase. There's a couple of those. <laughs> we both grew up in hockey dress rooms, so... I always just want to go with the old fuck, but the classic, I mean, that's not eh? very creative. <laughs> For fuck's sake. I don't know. Motherfuck this and motherfuck that. 
yeah, I mean, I got to take the old traditional fuck. I mean, I use it in so many variations and so many forms. It's got to be my You can't favorite. go wrong with it. No. That's the thing about it. You can't go it's wrong. It's the meat and potatoes with of the swear word. Exactly, right? <laughs> and I think you could almost tell in any language that it's being expressed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wide ranging. What's your, yours is going to be mofo? I, I, yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> what is your favorite vehicle? It could be anything. So you could be here for a bit with Joe. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, we had one guy say space shuttle. I don't know where that came from, but <laughs> a bit of a space cadet. Um, I don't know. Yeah, he's yeah, I would say that. <laughs> are, are, we, are we talking we hit the lottery? What's the first Could purchase? Could be anything, anything at all. Uh, I'm going to have to go Mercedes G-Wagon. Hmm. I would have to say I'm driving my dream vehicle right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a Tahoe. I'm loving it. Just it's got a big a, one. That's yeah, big. Yeah, I just got about a month ago, but uh, it's fantastic. Love it. Nice. Least favorite vehicle. Anything yellow. <laughs> so a bug. Yeah, that's that's a, a Lamborghini SUV. Yeah, a the bug. Aeon or whatever it is. A bug is a actually that's a hundred percent it. I had uh, when I was younger, I had a Volkswagen Jetta, and I took it in for service, and unfortunately, I had to stay there for a few days. And they were nice enough to provide me with a loaner vehicle. Which was? That was a baby blue bug that happened to have personalized license plates on it <laughs> saying VW Bug 1. So that everyone passing by me not only saw me in a baby blue Volkswagen bug, they thought I loved it so much that I personalized the license plate. So yes, a VW Bug is my answer. Sure. <laughs> uh, you know what? The the truck that I just came out of, I had a uh, a Ram, which for the most part was. Oh, good. you're gonna upset people. Careful, now. yeah. I know you're, you're going to construction GM, podcast man. right now. I, I, one reason only, I got it with the sunroof, and I could not sit straight up in it. I I had to drive with my head in the sunroof cutout <laughs> for three years. <laughs> I should have test driven it before I bought it. That's <laughs> giraffe driving, right? Yeah. Uh, what construction sound or noise do you guys love? I'll jump in. I got a quick one there. Table saw. Love a table saw. Just it going or it starting? Just love it firing up and cutting through wood. I don't know, something my my dad was always running on the table saw when I was a kid, so a little bit nostalgic there, I guess. Yeah, it's actually a nice sound. Yeah, I love I think, it. I think anything pneumatic, like the... Tatum? Tatum? Yeah. Air-powered nail gun. What construction sound or noise do you guys hate? See, and here banging on... Metal columns hasn't been great. Yeah, oh, there's the a reverb of, oh, on that. There's a lot of aluminum framing in here. That uh, why we spent so much time in the construction when we weren't doing jack shit ourselves. <laughs> um, but yeah. But you guys were experiencing the sound elements, man. Yeah. Yeah. What profession would you guys like to do? Or sorry, what profession other than your own would you guys like to attempt? I always toyed around with the idea of real estate. I, I have a passion for real estate. I, I love the idea of of being a real estate agent outside of the fact that it's probably one of the most saturated industries in the world. And it, it requires I'd an agree. absolute ton of evening and weekend work, which is why I got out of retail. Yeah, I'd say I'd have to dabble in, in the tech industry. I don't know in what aspect, but uh, I would say tech. Something tech. Yeah. What profession would you guys not like to do? Uh, right now, I feel for teachers. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's tough. The virtual thing is insane. Yeah. I don't know how you do that. Especially I've, for the younger. Like yeah. The, the I've really watched four, what five, my 4-year-old is attempting virtual learning in junior kindergarten. And I've seen what a teacher has to go through trying to ramble 28 4-year-olds. And it's torture. It's, it's absolutely yeah, torture. Yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah. That's a hard one. Last question. If heaven exists, gentlemen, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the party gates? Well done, sir. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much. And again, thank everybody, you. check them out, please. Joe, Trevor, thank you so much. www.venturexcanada.ca. Social media is at VentureXOakville, 289-644-2393. And the email is Oakville at VentureXCanada.com. Fantastic. Thank Guys, you, thanks so much for inviting me here and checking out the space. I'm sure I'll be back at some point. Well, actually, I'm back tomorrow here with Mike. Awesome. So there we're going to be recording a podcast here, and then we're going to be talking more construction. But really appreciate it, man. Great. Love thanks for your you. time, man. Thank you so thanks much. Thanks, guys, so much. Thank you. So everybody, tune in next week. Take care.